0: On today's I didn't say that moonbat dinner.
1: <laughs> and Kobachar <laughs> town hall.
0: We're three days out, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome back to a, another. New Hampshire primary-focused edition of I Didn't Say That, the continuation of the Elephants in the Room series at this point. And boy, were we ever today. But before we get there, let's start with... We've been away for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Since we last left you, we had gone and seen Bernie. Bernie.
1: Which is the last candidate we saw until today because, sadly, they all went to Iowa and left us and then they got stuck in the Senate. They
0: all spent time in a state <laughs> that is unable to count votes. <laughs> no one Does anyone believe the results coming out of Iowa? I know I, for one, don't. It's I a, look at it and I go, that doesn't look right. Um,
1: I look at it and go, you really want these people in charge of the country? They can't even count.
0: Well, exa- I mean, that's the larger point. You want to put these people in charge of nuclear weapons? <laughs> They can't even count people in a gymnasium correctly um that's obviously hysterical it's hysterical that clinton and that all these you know clinton flunkies have their hands all over this project it's your typical you know insider democrat party nonsense all funded by one of wall street pete's billionaire donors um We'll get into that, but I mean, just absolutely hysterical what happened in the Iowa Caucus. But it just goes to prove the old saying that we have here in New Hampshire: Iowa picks corn, New Hampshire picks presidents. And here we are. Uh, Pete, obviously, with the poll mounts coming out of Iowa, he overperformed in Iowa. I mean, that's a fact. I think there's three facts coming out of Iowa: one, Bernie's in it for the long haul; two. Pete overperformed and seems to be the main attraction for Biden and Klobuchar voters to go at the end of the day. And number three, there's no enthusiasm on the Democrat side. I mean, we were talking about this in a car ride back from the uh, Shaheen McIntyre dinner today in uh, Manchester, which we'll get into later. But we were talking about it. About twenty sixteen and, and and why Biden and the question Katie asked me was why didn't Biden run? And I said, Well, I mean, at the end of the day, basically the Democrat Party said, Hey, we're going with Hillary this time. The donors are going Hillary, we're going Hillary. That's it. You know, a Martin, of course, and I was like, Well, who else ran? You know, Bernie Sanders, who at that point was an obscure US senator from Vermont that only New Englanders know knew about, and Democrat socialists, which like wasn't even a thing like six years ago. Um and that in any real meaningful form and and certainly not in some sort of like powerful political coalition as it is today. Um, You know, Martin O'Malley governor of Maryland who's about as exciting as, you know, an off white paint swatch. Mm -hmm. And then you had Jim Webb who chuckled when he reminisced about killing people in Vietnam on a debate stage (laughs) uh, during the 2016 primary, which was hysterical um, and one of my all time favorite debate moments, but obviously not going to endear you to the Democrat uh, base. Uh, If you want to win a primary there. So really, there wasn't really anything in 2016. So enthusiasm was very low. I mean, what ended up being enthusiastic was a bunch of left wingers being like, oh, wait, that's right. We hate the Clintons. We're going to vote for this guy, Bernie Sanders. Um, That was the only excitement in 2016. Iowa, same turnout as 2016. I think even maybe a little less. I may have read that might be wrong. Maybe a little less, a little more, but and the fact
1: huge that, turnout for Trump who didn't even need it.
0: Record turnout for Trump in an basically an uncontested primary in an uncontested caucus. It was record turnout for an uncontested caucus um, on the Republican side. Um, but yeah, I think that's like the big that's the big story for me is that Democrats didn't turn out. And what has actually a really com- been, for at least on for on the outside looking in, I found it to be a really compelling primary so far. I think the Democrat Party has set itself up to that. I, I honestly think the candidates, and we'll get into this while, you know, at the end of the day, their proposals, there's not much difference between them. There are, you know, some stylistic differences and some labeling differences. And, you know, I think that it is a choice if the, basically if the party's going to go with, you know, your head, it's like the classic, are you going to go with your head or your heart in this situation? Um,
1: All right, I think we kick it off with how our day started.
0: Well, yeah, so anyways, um, after Bernie, you know, we're still riding high. I see, we're like, okay, when's everyone coming into town next? When's every coming? everyone coming into town next? Everyone's basically in Iowa, but... I was like flip, flipping through the Mobile dot US and saw this, you know, Shaheen McIntyre dinner at the Southern New Hampshire University Arena's hockey arena in Manchester, New Hampshire. So I send it to Kate. I'm like, all the candidates are supposed to be there, and she's like, oh, we got to go. So we book it. We book it. Done. Tickets booked. Done. And um,
1: so then. Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off because you're going slow. It's annoying me.
0: Sure. Well, you're um, eating. You're eating. Oh, I-, well,
1: I don't tell everyone that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just letting you chew your food. <laughs> All right. It's good so, for your digestion. Don't get mad at me that I'm being courteous.
1: So then we're like, um, do you think like the candidates are gonna like start talking before nine? And Max was like very pessimistic that um, this that they were gonna get much time to talk, and it's gonna be mostly like random New Hampshire Democrats talking. And I was like oh that's gonna be boring so we (laughs)
0: which it was
1: (laughs) which it was we're like let's see if anyone's in town lo and behold amy klobuchar 1 p.m in durham which is like 10 minutes from us so we're like let's do it
0: yeah there's no reason not to so we finish up our workout we head over to see amy she's got the big green bus out front (laughs) this is she's in downtown durham new hampshire which if you've ever been to downtown durham new hampshire it's one block it's one block um it's UNH, right? So she's in the heart of the UNH campus. Um, big green bus, all the green signs, Amy for America. And we show up, you know, we got to get a, you know, we got to get our dunk in. You got to find a place to park, and there's no place to park in
1: there. There's no place Durham. to park in UNH. I don't understand.
0: Um, but
1: by, Mar- by golly, we found one.
0: We found a perfect, we just, we got lucky. We found a great spot. We were meant to be there. We get in, place is packed. Place is packed.
1: Well, actually, no, no, no. We walked up. And the bus was there, we took pictures, and there's no one outside. Like, I mean, we Uh are late, but we're only, like, 10 minutes late. So we're like, oh, in my head, I'm thinking, like, oh, cool, we'll just, like, walk in, and we'll, like, go stand in the back. Uh, We walk in, you literally, there's just a crowd of people. You can't move. Like, we're able to, like, stand inside the door, but, like, that's it. And so the whole time, I'm like, is there, like, a different way to get in? Like, this cannot be the only Mm -hmm. door. But it was the only door. So we sat there and we could kind of hear her, but we couldn't see her at all.
0: I'll tell you, this was the first event that we went to for a candidate. Well, I guess other than Duvall, which I think says something. But they weren't like, oh, what's your... They weren't like, hey, you've got to sign in.
1: Well, we came late.
0: Yeah, but still, there's generally people at the door with a clipboard being like, hey... Okay, we were
1: very late to Yang's event, and they still made us sign in. Yes. But in Amy's defense, Amy's team's defense, Mm -hmm. there wasn't anywhere to stop us unless they sat out in the cold, and it was freezing today, y'all. It was like 20 degrees and windy.
0: Are they Minnesota tough?
1: The guy who was there in charge at a University of Miami hat on. This guy is not made for (laughs) 10
0: degrees with wind chill. He might have been a little out of his element. That's fair. Um. No, yeah, but but anyway, so we get in, and and it looks like you know this, you know, like it's 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 filled to the brim, but in reality, it wasn't. There were probably five hundred, six hundred people there.
1: They probably could have let us in, but I don't know. They were police, like not letting people in.
0: They were very so concerned we about fire the fire marshal. code. Very concerned about the fire code. It looked. Meanwhile, like.
1: Meanwhile, we're all blocking the exit door anyway. So I don't know how that was any better, but.
0: It wasn't, but it wouldn't have been our problem. We would have been able to get out right away if there was some sort of mass panic. We were totally in the clear. (laughs) Um, But she went on, and we're kind of – we are more than at the point.
1: We are officially at the point of – Where you start to hear candidates talk, and you're like, I've heard this story before. I know
0: exactly where they're going. And it's like, oh, wait, here comes – it's like, you know, she's talking about being proud of the president and – and then she's got to do the fdr she did the fdr you know i i you know he knew fdr i didn't know him but he knew me there was that there was um what's the other one oh this is the one that i think that one thing that i found interesting about amy klobuchar and this is something unique about her i'm not sure what it really says or what Audience, she's going after. I guess she's just going after teachers, but she's like, and I am going to be on my first day, I'm going to fire Betsy DeVos, the education secretary. Which I remember when Betsy DeVos was nominated, that Democrats were all up in arms like, here's someone who's never been a teacher, hasn't really been involved, it's just like a billionaire. It's like a favor to a billionaire, which, you know. I don't totally agree with, but it was, like, very weird. Like, that was one of the, like, the few cabinet officials where, like, They're liberals were, like, over up in arms about it. They were, like, this is unbelievable. This is dr-. And, like, to be completely honest, I'd a Betsy DeVos on day one as well, but that's also because on day one, I would shut down the Department of Education <laughs> because we shouldn't have a centralized education system in this United States okay, emanating, from, <laughs> emanating from Washington, D.C., but that's a totally different point. Uh, so I found that weird about Amy Klobuchar, but we waited out. it didn't yeah her speech she, moved she st- she talked for 45 minutes yep, she spoke for 45 minutes and did not take questions No questions. I don't think. And it looked like it was like oh you know she's probably gonna have to get to her next event or whatever and then so we're like inching up closer and closer and closer to the actual room we haven't actually laid eyes on Amy Klobuchar for no this, what at happened this was we've been there she, for thirty minutes haven't seen the she candidate.
1: ended and the police officers that were guarding the door were like okay folks you need to like make room like people are exiting and I kind of look at Max like oh man I guess that's it and then someone goes like oh but I want to come in and they're like okay yeah you can come in and I was like let's go
0: let's go we go and rush the door
1: rush the door so. We hear, like, line up for pictures or something. We, like, managed to sneak in on the side and get, like, very close to the front of the line. Yep. So I think it really worked out in our favor. And we got a picture, which is always my goal.
0: Got a picture.
1: Got a picture. Um, I, I There wasn't much chatter. I just said, like, hello, Senator. Um, and then we took the picture, and then she asked us where we were from. And I almost was like, San Francisco. And then (laughs) I was like, nope, that's not, nope. I was like, oh, Dover. (laughs) Dover. And then we joke, we're like, how much time do you have? Because (laughs) we've been a lot of places.
0: (laughs) Where are you from? That's a complicated question to ask Katie and I. Because we consider so many different places a home depending on our moods. You know, is San Francisco our home? Is New York our home? Is Virginia our home? Is New New Hampshire our home? But, you know. We're here. We're from Dover. Get used to I'm it. From Dover, right now. Um, yeah, our eyes light up. Oh, actual voters! Oh my
1: God, voters!
0: <laughs> people who are people who are from Massachusetts or Vermont uh, or Maine coming in to see us, um, which is funny. We'll get to that later. But so, anyways, we do the Amy Klobuchar event. We run a couple more errands, and then it's time to hit the road to Manch Vegas to the Shaheen McIntyre dinner with seven thousand democrats
1: so we pull up and I, I don't know i just like direct the gps to the arena it's just there's a parking lot around the corner so i figure like we'll just park there like how bad could it be so after sitting in traffic we see that there is a guy hawking trump gear and yeah. i was like yes here we go mm. and he's got the like no more bullshit side yeah. and i was like you go, this is a freedom, you go, buddy. This is a
0: freedom-loving American.
1: Yeah. And so, and then we finally get up to the top where most people are, and it's like, so much is happening. It's like, there's like a Bernie light-up sign, and there's like some Tulsi people. It was great. And there's a ton of Trump people, like with signs and flags, and I, I don't know why, but I just didn't expect them to be there. Maybe that was like a totally false, like, assumption on my part.
0: Well- yeah, it was kind of one of those things where I think we—it was one of those things where I kind of was kind of thinking of like, well, you know, it's kind of a big deal for us, but like, who actually kind of like you kind of forget how big of a deal stuff like this is when we're just so obsessed with it. I think kind of. And but, anyways, if you ever want to have an enjoyable uh, sit in traffic. Make sure you're outside one of these rallies. Yeah,
1: someone walked by with a giant tuba. I tuba
0: man, tuba man. Not sure who, not sure what, which warring faction he was a part of, but we had a guy with a tuba. We had all the Trump people. Oh, the Trump people had a corn pop, <laughs> corn big big cutout <laughs> corn pop box, which was phenomenal trolling of the Biden folks. Um, but very peaceful. You know, your standard chanting, the four more years. Um, you know, no obstruction, no collusion, that kind of good stuff. Um, but the main show was really the warring factions between the Democrat parties.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, it took us so long to finally find parking and get there. that by the time we walked, we actually walked up, uh, most of the Trump people had left. And there was still, like, the Bernie, he had, like, some weird, like, sign the wall thing going on.
0: Sign the wall. There was a big, um light projection of bernie's you know that like bernie uh sil- a silhouette of of his face you see it on like the field of the blue and white field of burn bumper stickers that we have um they're not uh, in our car, I they're, not like on our car. they're not on we our car they're not on our car everybody not knows they're not <laughs> on our car we
1: only have i didn't say that stickers on our car
0: um and american, and american flags, flags. And american flags of course but yeah so um so that was that there was tulsi people everyone was there everyone was there we get in we get into the event around 6:45, and it's supposed to start at like 7:30. but we're like hey we're gonna walk around we're gonna see the sites get food this and that and that's what we did and it wasn't so pretty much everyone had a table Yep. um a couple tables
1: a couple tables uh, and there were also some like a governor candidate
0: mm-hmm.
1: a few other random things there was some like video game candidate for president. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. something me, or other. Let me
0: pull up this. They're like, do you want to talk to the candidate? And we're like, that's okay. That's, that's okay.
1: There was also like some climate something or other stand. Oh, there were a couple of Planned Parenthoods.
0: A couple of Planned Parenthoods. That was like the one thing that I was like not going to entertain. You know, it's like strong public schools, like cool, whatever. And I was like Planned Parenthood. I'm like, no, that's 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 not happening here. So That's when you realize you're like, ah oh, crap, we kind of really are amongst Ace Watkins. <laughs> okay. We're gonna pull this up here. We're gonna pull this up. You you continue going. Okay, so
1: on. we walk around and okay, the way this is set up is imagine you're at like a basketball arena or a hockey arena or whatever. So it's like a giant circle. So down on the like stage part, they have like an actual stage that's set up like in a T fashion, and then they have tables around and that's where like the fancy people are actually eating dinner uh i don't know how much they had to pay to get down there but they're definitely part of the one percent so that was ironic and then they have and then you kind of have their second tier like with stadium seating like the 200 section and that seems to be separated by candidate and uh, like we poked into one and they were like, oh, are you here to sit in the Biden section? And we were like, Uh no, we just uh, we just looking to see. So I couldn't tell if like you needed to be a volunteer or a paid person to sit there or you could just sit there. But there was a a third level that seemed to be unaffiliated. So we're like, we're going to sit up there and we're also going to go on the other side because the stage was sort of set up t- to be facing one side of the arena and was kind of closer to that side so we're like okay we're gonna we're we're gonna sit there the food was definitely nothing to write home about we like didn't eat we got like some popcorn and some diet cokes which is why i'm now eating during our podcast at 11 p.m um yeah i think that's all all the like pre there wasn't anything like much more interesting than that except that it was very confusing that you could kind of sit anywhere, but kind of couldn't, uh and so by the time well,
0: I, well, I'm mean, do, do you want
1: to talk about Ace whatever?
0: uh, apparently, I mean, he has two hundred and five thousand two hundred and three point five thousand followers on Twitter.
1: but is that because he's some sort of gaming person, or because like, does he tweet anything interesting
0: i I'm not really sure what the whole deal is what was here. His he's last got tweet? his own podcast what was his last tweet his last tweet was this. No other candidate for president can take off their snowboard in midair, swing it around his neck, and strap it back on before landing. It's tricky but important.
1: Okay, he's a joke. I-
0: Pete Buttigieg may speak a lot of languages but not simlish, and yet everything he says sounds like gibberish. Uh, this is Okay, that's, this that's is this great. a clown
1: show. We're not entertaining that. This is a clown I'm gonna show. I'm going to have – Well,
0: he's got a podcast that we're definitely going to be checking out tomorrow while we're while we're cooking lunch for the week. So here we go. It's going to be – Squad up with me at Pax East. Ace Watkins for Gamer President. He's the only gamer running for president of the United States. Join Ace and his team as he goes through what's been going on with his campaign, and unveils new policies to better the lives of gamers and non-gaming Americans, oh, for, and answers got, questions no. from fans. Okay,
1: uh, that's enough of him. We're moving on. Uh, so we we take we we get up there. Um, thankfully, we've wasted enough time. Trying to find a parking spot and walking around and whatever. They're supposed to start speaking at like 7.30. So from our vantage, we can basically see a little bit of the Pete folk, but they're kind of like off to the right and underneath us, so we can't see them as well. And then uh, sure the lef- to the left of them are the Bernie folks now. Kudos to the Bernie folks. They got some sort of light up yeah. sign. Yeah, yep light up in pink so and they were flashing i would
0: say accessory of the night was definitely <laughs> the flashing pink bernie signs that captured your attention whenever the bernie people wait who whatever staffer convinced the campaign to spend money on that prop <laughs> should get a bonus like like you you get a spot bonus here that was a great idea because the peat people to grab everyone's attention had these those hand clappers was like, and they basically turned into the vuvuzela of the it was event. was terrible. And it was awful. It was like, it sounded, every time something would happen, it sounded like a thousand rattlesnakes got dropped into the arena.
1: And sometimes it sounded like there was water gushing in. I was like, what is happening? Oh no, it's just these weirdos like clapping their little things.
0: It was legitimately the, the peat. I just
1: so okay, so it's the left of the, the light up burning boot people. Edge, boot,
0: edge, edge, boot, edge. Okay. edge boot oh, edge, stop! Edge. He brought an army. Let's 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 not let's not get anything like wrong here. Pete Buttigieg brought an army, and they're all wearing event. yellow shirts. And they were all wearing yellow shirts. He does have an all office very near the arena. He has an office right right across the right across from the arena. Essentially, I mean, listen. I will put it this way, since I do enjoy from time to time gambling No, on sports. The favorite for sure on Tuesday night is Bernie Sanders. But if you ask me where I would put my money on, I would put my money on Mayor Pete because I think the odds would be better, the upside's higher, and I think he has a very realistic shot of absolutely – shocking the world, and even possibly ending this thing outright on Tuesday night. Okay. But we'll get there. Anyways, Mayor Pete brought an army, Bernie brought an army, Elizabeth Warren brought an army.
1: Yeah, so... That was
0: 50% of the crowd.
1: To the left of Bernie were the Warren people. and massive. I think they had more people there than the Bernie people. I don't know if they had more people than the Buttigieg people because I couldn't quite see them all. So TBD. And then... And then next to Warren was a tiny contingent of Joe Biden people that I really think were paid to be well, there. Well,
0: they were they were they were sandwiched in between the two Warren sections. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. The other mysterious thing about this, I wasn't sure why they didn't keep like every section together because the Warren people were kind of spread out, the Biden people were spread out, the Yang people were spread out, the Amy people were grouped together. Michael Bennett had like 20 people there. Did he? I I didn't see any of them. He
1: didn't even have a booth. Yeah. He didn't even have a booth and he went before Tulsi. So that tells you everything you need to know about the DNC. Not only did he go before Tulsi when he didn't even have a booth, but he's pulling at like zero percent and she's pulling at like six percent.
0: Well, yeah, they hate her.
1: Yeah. So, okay. so... Yes, you described there's an Amy. And then next to the Amy contingency was a Deval Patrick, who apparently had 800 people, which is mind-blowing.
0: They paid him. That's so <laughs> AstroTurf. It's so AstroTurf. <laughs> the guys held, like, eight events. The guys held eight events. You're telling me out of those eight events and no TV advertising and no, no real... Anything.
1: Just because you, like, governed the state next to us, like, 10 years ago, I don't buy it.
0: I still don't understand the point of the Deval Patrick candidacy. He also unless, doesn't have
1: a trademark policy. Like what? What are you getting with him?
0: The weird thing. The weird thing is, is that when you take a step back, you look at his life story, and we saw right, right. We saw him. We saw him. Exeter bookstore. Right. Governor Deval Patrick. Fifty people
1: or something there. We saw
0: maybe. him, and. He actually does have a compelling message and a compelling life story, and he does actually have, like, practical solutions to problems because he had to deal with them as governor of Massachusetts for eight years. I'm not saying that he's someone who I would enjoy seeing as president of the United States, but he is one of those candidates where I'd go, you know, if you actually try to give this a legitimate shot, you might—well— he might be too moderate for a Democrat primary at this point.
1: Yeah. So anyway, I don't know who was next to uh, Deval's Patrick Crew before you get to the Pete Buttigieg. But I would guess there was Tulsi and Yang and yeah, Bennett. Yeah, was smattering of Tulsi Sm- Yang and yeah. Bennett people. Unclear. Oh, Steyer, I guess. Steyer, I'm forgetting about yeah. him. Yeah,
0: Tom Steyer was there. Well, remember when we went up and they're like, "Hey, are you looking for the Joe Biden section?" We're like, "No."
1: I mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, please, God, no. (laughs) Sorry.
0: I'm just going to keep bringing that up. That's probably, uh, that's, I'll probably mention that again. I'll be like, hey, you remember that time when the Joe Biden guy was like, hey, are you looking for the Biden people? And we were like, no.
1: No, 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 no. No one's
0: looking for (laughs) the, so let's get into it. So anyways. So they kick it off. They kick it off with the head of like the chairperson or the head of the New Hampshire Democrat Party. And when he gets up up there. No, no, no.
1: We're not bypassing this. When he gets up there. I can't understand him. I, like, I can't tell if, he, if the acoustics suck or the microphone so, sucks.
0: So I think this is what I was thinking.
1: Well, I, can I finish my story? Okay. And so I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be a horrible event for yeah. me. Like, I can't under, like I can't understand what they're saying. This is going to be like a hard night. Okay. Go on with what you're
0: saying. Well, I think there was a bad microphone. There, it seemed like there were two microphones that were being used. Because,
1: yeah. Well, because the guy who came on after, Coons, Chris Coons. Was that his Pappas. name? Pa- Pappas. Uh, Pappas. <laughs> I really feel it was somebody named Coons, but okay. Pappas. Whatever. Some white guy Our who is a congressman who is a Democrat from New Hampshire came on after, and I could hear him 100%. So I was like, oh, thank God. I won't be horrendously bored during this whole event because I can't understand anyone.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, I was like, they brought up the New Hampshire congressional delegation, um, all four women. And, and uh it was pappas custer who apparently endorsed mayor pete because when they were like annie custer and the mayor pete people went nuts um and then maggie hassan who's just an all-around terrible person and and then jean shaheen the tax machine the tax machine has just been around forever at this point i mean they've just They've just been around the Sheen's and been, you know, they're just, they're like the sununus of the Democrat Party in the state. They're just and, ever-
1: and they give, they gave out a few awards to mm-hmm. some like New Hampshire Democrats. So yeah. at this point, they've started at 740. It was like almost 845. They've been blabbing forever.
0: The natives are getting <laughs> restless, <laughs> to say the least, to say the least. And this is, and, and to be completely honest, throughout all of this and in between the speakers and before the speakers, The Sanders and Buttigieg people have just been chanting back and forth at each other for like a solid (laughs) hour and a half. I mean, this is just straight up like your classic like college rivalry game. It really is. And they are just just, just throwing insults back and forth at each other. (laughs)
1: For me, it was like a mix between when uh, in college you were in a sorority and you went to a fraternity event where you had to play against other sororities and you would chant and stuff. And also in high school when you would be in groups, maybe it's just my high school, I don't know, with like the freshmen and the sophomores and the juniors and the seniors and then you each had your own like blah blah song or something and you chant and the next group would chant it was like that
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: it was like a pep rally meets greek life
0: competition yeah i think that's a great way to put it it was really like a pep rally because there was like the first time when we wa- we were when we walked into the arena and we were kind of walking around we're looking at the booths and kind of looking at all the people around and you know ace freely the gamer whoever the hell that is <laughs> and uh, no offense to kiss fans out there but I uh, but when we did walk in, we're like, OK, well, let's take a look at like, well, where are these seats? Do we got to go upstairs? What do we got to do? We get in there and the Judge people are are going nuts. The Sanders people are going nuts. And I did at that moment get like a burst of adrenaline into my system. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be a spectacle. And I've got to be honest, we're going to get into the speakers now. It did not disappoint because right away, right at the top of the batting. Oh yeah, order, but
1: before this starts, we're all Axe and I are going back and forth being like, who do you think's gonna go first? Who do you think is gonna go second? Who do you think is gonna close it out? And so I don't know if you guys want to take a guess, but the first speaker was Mayo Pete.
0: You know, finally Jean Shaheen gives out the award. She gets off the stage. Music starts coming. Okay, they got the oh a water girl. They brought a new glass of water every time there was a new speaker. They changed a glass of water. I don't know what the Democrat Party is talking about with sustainable living, but they must have gone through so much water for these speakers. No one ever touched it. No. But they had, you know, 50 different classes of water for everyone, every conceivable scenario they were ready for. But Mayor Pete comes out. The Buddha judge people go nuts. They go bananas. Bananas. High hopes. Panic at the disco. Let's go. He's riding high. He's going. And, you know, I would say for the first two minutes...
1: He barely it, got a word in. Everything he said they would cheer. Everything they everything. would cheer.
0: But it was very but it was very bland oh. Mayo Pete.
1: Mayo Pete is bland and boring.
0: But then he goes, I don't think we need a revolution in order to get this done. Direct shot at the Sanders people. And, and the they Sanders let him have it. Go nuts. Absolutely nuts nuts they absolutely shout him down for about 30 seconds 45 i seconds. heard cia oh yeah one guy yelled out cia at him and then it dies down and he continues on a little bit and then wall street pete hit him with the wall street pete baby they start drowning him out again and at this point you know it's on now it's like we need sanders to come up next Right, you know, if they if they were scheduling this for maximum entertainment value, they'd have these guys go back to back because you could tell the Pete people were ready. They're were like, we're gonna lay into Bernie. We're gonna give Bernie such a bad time. It is going to be so hostile when he comes out there because for sure, the Buddha judge people outnumbered the Sanders people. I think that's a safe thing to say. Yeah, and I think they outnumbered them, honestly by a couple hundred. It really wasn't that spectacular of a showing for Bernie. I think Bernie had a lot of people scattered throughout the crowd, but so did Mayor Pete. Yeah, That was one thing that I noticed. The other thing that I noticed is that Warren really did bring an army too. Oh, so she brought I think army. we know definitely who's going to finish top three in the state. It's going to be Bernie. It's going to be Pete. It's going to be Warren. I'm going to assume it's okay, going to be. But we
1: didn't mention how, I think it was Shaheen, was like, we have a lot of out-of-towners, don't we? And like literally everyone cheered. Everyone and I was like, uh, are there not that many New Hampshire people here?
0: That's actually a great point is that there really were almost no New Hampshire voters <laughs> in the arena tonight. We were, were two Republicans and we were in the minority <laughs> of just being from New Hampshire and being interested. So back to our point about enthusiasm. There might be... Enthusiasm amongst the base, the deep base, but it might not be that wide for Democrats across the country. Yeah, which we'll obviously get into in later podcasts as we go throughout 2020. But so we go, Mayor Pete,
1: and then it's. Amy Klobuchar, and then
0: Klobuchar, which Katie called because they had the green color. They
1: they switched the lights around the tables to green, and I was like, "Well, it's Amy because she's the only one
0: that's got green." Yep. So Amy Klobuchar came out, and she did her standard five minutes. Did the FDR bit. Did the bit about her parents. Did the bit about.
1: She's just like so typical. Winning politician. Michelle Bachman's
0: district.
1: She's like, you know, what do you think about that? <laughs>
0: Like, like I've said from the beginning, I just don't understand what her constituency is. Is it like sub is it like suburban women who think Joe Biden is like a little too aggressive sometimes? Like I'm not sure what the I'm not sure what the deal is. I
1: don't is. know, but uh but she is all about this, like, I've won in purple districts. I've won. And then she goes, I've won every race I've run since fourth grade. And I lean over to Max and I go, oh, I guess perfect is going to be bad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not going to end maybe.
0: well. It's, it's gone. Oops. But, but look, I, I, yeah, so, so it was Klobuchar. And then they went.
1: Oh, well, let's see. We got it. Biden. Let's make sure it's in it's my Instagram story. Globachar Biden.
0: Biden. Biden. And we could say a lot about Biden. Oh my god. Oh my god. First
1: of all he comes out and he, he starts to run a little bit and I was like, Oh here we go. Someone was like, You need to show you of energy and then he stopped. He ran. He ran like three steps, and then he was like, "Yeah, I can't do this."
0: Yeah, I think there's. <laughs> I'm the, walk. Yeah, it was. It was that. It was like a this like trying to show some energy.
1: Oh, and the reason we thought it might be Biden was because for Mayor Pete and Klobuchar, they only had a stool which had the water and no, a microphone. Had,
0: Klobuchar had the stand.
1: Oh, okay. Klobuchar
0: had the had the but, stand. But
1: not only did they have the stand for him, they put out a speech. For yeah, him. they
0: brought out his binder with his you know gigantic know. font, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. And then but Joe goes off script here. I'm guessing. And I don't know if you, if For you For the first
1: minute he was just reading the speech and I was like, oh my yeah, god, yeah, I was kind of a looking disaster. down like
0: reading it is like, wow, well, this is like really bad. And then he starts to walk around and starts to walk away and then from he's, the speech. And he's just and ranting then, and raving. I don't know if you've ever watched the YouTube video. You have to look it up. It's an it's a YouTube video and it's the, called the most depressing graduation speech ever. And it's an Al Gore. It's this, it's this mashup of this Al Gore commencement speech at the University of Tennessee from, I believe, 2010. It was like that for five minutes. I mean, Joe Biden was essentially describing some sort of Mad Max type hellscape. Where the people of New Hampshire... We're we so don't even poor. have gloves.
1: He's like, I went we to don't this have event...
0: gloves and in, hats.
1: In the cold. So basically he's trying to prove that he can, I don't know, stand out in the cold. And he's like, and there are these people, they don't have gloves, they don't have hats. Someone puts a skull cap on me and I'm like, I don't need that. I put it on a kid and it was like, so we're all poor and freezing? Like, was-
0: <laughs> and now you want me to vote for you? It was like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even describe it. It was one totally inaccurate depiction of New Hampshire being one of the wealthiest states in the country. Number one, not that we don't have poverty. We have like extraordinary poverty in the state. We have extraordinary drug problems. I get what he's pointing out. But the way that he described it was (laughs) it was just like New Hampshire is this like poor hellhole. And it was also like Joe Biden, it was like this rich guy being like, I've never seen pork he's like, There are people who can't afford bread in this country. What's happening here? And it's like, Joe, this has been going on forever.
1: And you've been in you've been in government for fifty years and never saw You've it. been in
0: government for fifty years and you're now just appalled that there are like people who go to food pantries? Like both sides of the aisle, like this populist movement that's been going on in this country, have both recognized that, and we're like all, like no matter Republican Democrat, if you kind of, you know, move populist as we do on this podcast, you go, yeah, dude, well, you know, it's like it's like Lucille Bluth, it's only a <laughs> banana, Michael. How much could it cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was. It was so bizarre, and he's just wandering around the stage. He's also
1: talking so fast that his tiny contingent can't even clap for him in between. He's just like, I'm just going to keep going on my weirdo rant with no solutions.
0: So not only does everyone in New Hampshire so poor, we can't afford bread (laughs) or mittens or hats. We're just going to die as victims of gun violence at the end of the day. So it doesn't matter. It was just... It was... (laughs) It was a
1: train wreck. You just, I, it was, it was a train wreck. It was
0: one of those moments where you're like, oh, and that's why you finished at one percent the last time you ran. Um, so there was, so, so, so then, we had, so we had, so that was Biden, which is just horribly depressing.
1: Right, and then the next one to come out is Andrew Yang, which was pretty surprising that they put like a smaller candidate before biden before well, warren and, Well, they—they. They, they, sorry before bernie they went, before they warren went, yeah
0: they went they went kind of like with i mean they went with a, a former vice president a sitting united states senator and arguably maybe front the runner. front runner for the the nomination right now and then they brought in andrew yang and i will say as someone who is probably going to end up voting for andrew yang in the primary Um, unless there's a situation where we really need Bernie to win, in which case I'm going to feel that burn baby on (laughs) Tuesday, a little little Operation Chaos. But I'm probably going to vote for Andrew Yang um, for the reason that I've given before, which is, when I go into vote, I'm going to vote for the person that I think does the would do the best job, and I think Andrew Yang, out of all of these people, would be by far the best president that we could have if our choice was only the people running in the Democrat primary. He said tonight what I wish that he would say during the debate. Like he was very, he did a very good job of explaining his points, and it wasn't as hokey. Like I feel sometimes his campaign can come off as like a gimmick campaign because his answer is like, you want to know to solve that thousand dollars a month. It's like <laughs> America's not a game show. <laughs> it's like, oh, you want to know what? We're gonna repeal Citizens United and give everyone a hundred democracy dollars. Like, yeah, and like, how many Stanley Nichols make up a Shroop buck? It's it. <laughs> sometimes it's gimmicky, but today was very good. And I think the thing about Andrew Yang and even Bernie Sanders to some extent is that they've identified the problems that are that the majority of Americans are facing and or that the majority of americans can see coming down the road not in 10 15 20 years but like in their immediate future like something that they need to game plan for uh, i thought he was great um he's obviously very funny um he you know he did the the whole freedom dividend thing and all that but um but no i thought he was good i thought he elicited the most laughs of any candidate i think he was the candidate that got the most i don't want to say the most cheers but i think he seemed to be universally he
1: also only spoke about trump in why did he get elected And he explained that because we're losing manufacturing jobs and, like, all the things, the real reasons that people voted for Trump, not because everyone thinks we're all racist and misogynists and terrible people. No, that's not why we voted for Trump.
0: I would say outside of Elizabeth Warren, Andrew Yang was the candidate the Bernie people cheered the most. Yeah. I mean, the Bernie Whereas, like,
1: what I was going to say is, whereas the other candidates so far, Mayor uh, Klobuchar and Biden, all were, like, basically, like, F Trump, get him out of here. He should have been impeached Mm -hmm. Like, why wasn't he impeached? Even though it's like, hello, what are you running for if someone's going to be... The whole thing is ridiculous. But anyway, we won't go down that rabbit hole right now.
0: But anyways, yeah. So uh, there was... Uh, uh, so Yang came out, and, and he was great. He was funny. He got... Well, he, he did, was he, the second person, because Klobuchar got the old Apollo the, the Sandman. He got the got, got played out keep increasing that music and yang got the music as well yeah like, i think hey, they only gave them minutes. five minutes yeah. five minutes we were timing it It was five minutes a piece um and so after yang was let's see if you can remember while i pull it up it it was, was Steyer. let me see
1: yep it was Steyer.
0: it was styer Oh. Who we forgot about. We were sitting there like who's next? To like, guess. oh I think it's Warren's uh nope, it was it was Steyer. And oh, um, God, he was terrible.
1: He said ass nine times. Nine times Like you know I, I think And I'm not being a prude I remember, here, but yeah. <laughs> like number one, there are kids at this event. Number two, supposedly Democrats are so pious and have such great values and are not terrible, horrible people. So, oh, like, no, why are they you work, swearing?
0: They work blue as as much as anyone. And obviously, I mean, uh, you know, Donald, Donald Trump and the, you know, used bullshit as a term. And Donald Trump curses plenty. Donald Trump has a potty mouth. I think everyone knows it.
1: Right, but, but the whole thing that is that Steyr, they're not like that. But
0: yeah, but, but, but the thing is is that he's kind of, like, charming, and when Trump does it, it's kind of like an everyman or, like, exactly. When Trump does it, it's the reaction that regular people would have to the event and be like, that was bullshit. Like, are you kidding me? Um, Steyer sounded like a kid who is reading the Bible and comes across hell and has been told for the first seven years of his life that you're not allowed to say hell in this house. And he's like, Well, it's in the Bible, so I can say it. Hell, 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 hell. That's like it's like he discovered a new word, and the word was ass. And he decided to to say, Well, we gotta kick his ass. And he's like, Oh man, it feels so good to say I'm gonna kick someone's ass. Cause he's I don't clearly know, couldn't. He clearly couldn't physically. Um and that was like every 30 seconds. We've got to kick his ass. we got to kick their ass. I mean, in a sense, a very violent metaphor.
1: Meanwhile, it's just like, if you're a Democrat, why would you vote for him? He he's a billionaire who made his money off of fossil fuels essentially uh-huh. and now he's like oh climate change is important to me oh yeah now that you already made your millions you're like oh well no one else should be able to make money like I did I mean <laughs> like I'm gonna keep my money yes I'm giving it away but like not really because I'm blowing it on this campaign that's going nowhere uh, but like why would you vote for him
0: well that's I the interesting thing him. there's almost like a plea that he's making to the Bernie people of like when your revolution is complete and you're murdering the billionaires could you spare my life <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's probably why he's always trying to hug Bernie. There's like The anti
0: billionaire. is of so weird. It's so funny. But, um, but yeah, I didn't really get it. You know, he, he, he we we're talking about this on the way home. There seems to be this, um, there there is a wing of the republican party and a wing that donald trump captured so well the republican party of we want a fighter we want someone who's going to take it to the democrats we want someone who's going to finally you he's know gonna fight he's not going to back down from the media he's not they're not going to they're not going to play those games they're going to fight back they're going to tell them like it is and they're going to tell people off and um, there's a wing of the democrat party that obviously um you know, feels that same way. And Tom Steyer was clearly trying to capture that audience tonight. But it's just like very awkward for him to do that because he's just this like, you know, weird nerdy hedge fund guy.
1: (laughs) He makes no sense. So anyway, so after him comes Elizabeth Warren and her crowd goes bananas. They... They also have lights, but I'm not sure what they had. They either had, like, glow sticks or, Mm -hmm. like, something light up. But clearly, they also had the idea of lighting up, but were not quite as clever as Bernie. So, you know, minus points there. Exactly. Um, She came out and, like, you know. She was fine. She was kind of like Pete. Like, every other sentence, Oh, amazing. Clap, clap, clap.
0: But Uh, she didn't really say anything that was.
1: She was not rememberable. I don't. She like, really wasn't memorable. No. Uh, yeah, like
0: Gang was funny. Biden was depressing. <laughs> Pete took sh- Pete took shots at the the Bernie people. Um. Klobuchar was Klobuchar, and and so after Warren
1: was Sanders
0: was finally,
1: which was surprising Barney. to me because after Warren the next. Candidate who is pulling above five percent was Sanders. So I figured they would leave him for the end to keep people staying there. Yep. But instead, they went to Sanders. Is like, oh, are they? It was
0: very clear at, the, th- at this point, it's like nine thirty. This thing's already gone past the scheduled runtime.
1: Was it? Was it only supposed to go to nine thirty?
0: Six to nine. Oh. It was on all the mobilized things. Oh, okay. So we were supposed to be out of there by nine. Yeah, that was never going to happen. It, well, I mean, it, I mean, the show didn't start until eight thirty, 30. And so... So uh, he got
1: out there. Of course, his crowd goes crazy. He
0: goes crazy. And...
1: I don't feel like he said billionaire. Did he say the billionaires? The billionaires.
0: No. Well, so his shot at the Pete people... You know, Pete took a shot at the revolution thing. And Bernie talks about how he won Iowa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. He's like, I won the popular vote.
0: He's like, we won by 6,000 votes. The Buttigieg people, who at this point are only there to be a thorn in the side of Bernie because, you know, the Sanders people were dicks to Mayor Pete. So they're like, well, we're just going to be a dick to Bernie now. And so they were shouting him down on the Medicare for all stuff and the um uh popular vote popular vote and just everything i mean they were really you know but but bernie bernie to his credit you know i don't want to say brought the house down but he certainly um uh there were a lot of people around who uh, who who really liked it? So I would say, really, it was kind of a split crowd between the Bernie and the Pete crowd. Um, but very, uh, but yeah, I mean Bernie Sanders' speech, and then this is bizarre. We're like, well, maybe it's de- I thought it might have been done. Yeah, they just did the seven people who were on the debate stage, and then and then Water Girl comes up and swaps the waters, and I'm I'm like, oh. Oh, so. we got more. And I've got to go to the bathroom at this point. i got a Diet Coke and half a bag of popcorn <laughs> in me right now. So I'm ready to go to the bathroom, get into the car, go home, have a cocktail. So takes So us then here.
1: they announced of all Patrick. So we're like, okay, well, we'll stay and watch him. And I'm like, who else do we have left? Like, we, we would only have, like, Tulsi and Bennett. Like, I don't think there are any more. And so in my mind, granted, Max and I have not talked at this point, so I don't know he needs to use the restroom i'm like well we may as well just stay and watch the rest like they're only five minutes that piece. sounds
0: bad <laughs> we've been talking the entire time but we've been well you weren't ripping. telling me about
1: your restroom needs we were mostly making fun of them or talking about stuff you weren't telling me that you need to use the restroom
0: <laughs> well because i was waiting for i was waiting for someone who we had already seen or someone who i didn't care about right You know, so it was like I was basically waiting for, like, Michael Bennett or Deval Patrick. Unfortunately, they let off with the seven most interesting people.
1: So the lady Deval, he was fine, and he had that contingency, uh, but a lot of people had left or were leaving while he was talking. And then he finished, and then they bring out Michael Bennett. And at that point, Max is like, I'm going to go to the restroom. And I'm like, why don't we just go? Like, I, I cannot sit through another Michael Bennett. He just irks me. He makes my skin crawl. Like, I would have liked to see Tulsi, but obviously they put her at the end because the DNC hates her. So, I was like, we can just go. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, we left.
0: At that point, we left. And...
1: God knows how many people were there for Tulsi. Like, most of the dinner people, the one presenters, had, like, pretty much left by the time Deval Patrick got up there. Like, it was a pretty pretty slim crowd and I'm sure a lot and a lot of people got up to leave when Bennett went on just like we did so like I don't know they claim that the crowd was 7,000 probably by the time Tulsi went on it had to be like 2,000 I don't even know they might have been leaving by then can I help you what are you looking at
0: well I'm looking to see like if Tulsi I don't think she was there I think she
1: was they had all. They had signs up for her, and she had a booth. You think Bennett was the last one? I don't know. We'll never know, folks. I mean, we could probably look it up or something. But
0: that's what I'm looking for. Well, what are you gonna find?
1: Someone who's doing a write up of this? It wasn't that interesting.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it was interesting to us. Well, yes, we're junkies. All right. All right. I think that's it. I was going to do something on Monday night before the primary to our final predictions and everything. Probably like a little like 30, 35 minute recap. Hopefully, we see Elizabeth Warren on Monday. God willing, we're able to skip our adult duties that day (laughs) and duck out to see Elizabeth Warren. Um,
1: Yeah, she's our last. I don't think Biden's going to be here for us to see. It's ridiculous. He apparently was in Manchester at like 11 a.m. this morning, but like we weren't going to go do that because we weren't going to like drive all the way out there, then come all the way back, let our dog out, then go all the way back. Like it doesn't make any sense.
0: Nope. So that's where we are. Um, Heck of a time tonight.
1: We should end it with – Trump taking out, uh oh, say, can you see, Finman, and some
0: other moron. Oh, Sunland? Yeah. Yeah, taking them out. Well, I mean, how about, I think the Trump tweet of the day is about, when you said, oh, say, can you see, I thought you were talking about our national pastime. Oh. I think that's the Trump tweet of the day.
1: Wait, what, I missed this. What, what happened? I sent it to you. Ah, uh, I missed, what, just tell the
0: people. The Pete Rose tweet. Oh. <laughs> That was so random. I didn't think it was random. I thought he was sticking up.
1: If it's just like what even like made him think of that? Okay. He's been tweeting a lot since then. So let me see if I can find this from Max. Uh, he tweeted... Pete Rose played major league baseball for 24 seasons from 1963 to 1986 and had more hits, 4256, than any other player by a wide margin. He gambled, but only on his own team winning and paid a decade's price. Get Pete Rose into the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's time.
0: My president.
1: I just,
0: like, I totally agree.
1: I why was he watching? Me? He was like, this is what I need to tweet about right now. This totally is agree. what's important. He's tweeted a lot since then. I can't even find it. Uh, yes, that I, hilarious. All right, I think that was a pretty good recap. So yes, we'll come back to you guys with hopefully a recap of Warren, and then and then we'll do like a first of the nation wrap up, I guess. So it's coming to an end, y'all. Because we're, we were definitely so not going home. to go we drive to so South Carolina and take us
0: going home. <laughs> we are just like, ah, uh, I can't believe it's coming to an end.
1: I'm mostly depressed that we can't go see Trump tomorrow because we, I mean, on Monday because we just like can't take the time off, and you have to stand in line. For, you like, have to hours stand in line all day. We just can't it's do it. It's gonna be just so can't. cold. I.
0: You can't. You. Can't, I mean, you just. It's just Mondays are days neither of us can take off
1: and i just it is what it is i'm very sad because i would have i would really like to see him in person i would
0: really really like to see it but you know it's just it's
1: well maybe when we we get close to the election we'll we'll get an opportunity maybe he'll come on the weekend or something Mm -hmm. and maybe when it's not like two degrees outside it's literally two degrees you guys yep all right i think uh i think that about wraps it up Until next time.
0: Until next time. First in the nation, baby.